the students that I worked with, they required more attention than other students in the classroom. So you had to really sit down and, and think about what areas were they struggling in and what type of strategies, what type of plan can we come up with in order to help them accomplish those goals. And so it allowed me to gain a deeper understanding of, of looking at the details. And that helps out a lot when it comes to adding quality to your products and, and testing them thoroughly. You are listening to Inside Method, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of a global consultancy. Today, Sarah Sambuco and I are sitting down with Scotty Crump, known around the office as the Scrump Master. Scotty is a senior test engineer at Method, a new father, and recently a published author. We're going to dig into all that, as well as his path to Method. We had a great time getting to know him, and I know you will too. So with that, let's get to know Scotty. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We are sitting down with the Scrump Master, Scotty Crump. Scotty, thanks for joining us. It's glad to be here. And for the folks who have not had a chance to meet you yet, tell us, what do you do here at Method? So I am a senior test engineer. So I'm the one who's advocating for quality and and making sure that we thoroughly test our products before we send it off to production, because the last thing we want to do is send products out to customers and they find all these issues and they can't use it like, like they're supposed to. Can you walk us through what did your journey look like? Did you go to school for what you're doing now? Did you have uh, specific training knowing that this is what you always wanted to do uh, or was it something totally different? What did your road here look like? So my journey is kind of a long one. So I'll try to shorten it as much as I can. So I started off I went to a community college and I studied computer networking. So I did start off studying tech. Mm-hmm. Um, I was living in a very small town and run a lot of opportunities. And I decided I wanted to move to a bigger city where there was more opportunities. And so the choices was either Greensboro or Charlotte and Charlotte had the most opportunities. But when I came to Charlotte, I decided I wanted to venture off and study some other areas I was interested in. So I studied psychology and sociology, and I studied education. And so I actually ended up working in education for four years. And at some point, I just got curious and did a search online to see, well, what are the new the technologies they're using to build websites? And when I saw all the cool tools that they were building, I was like, I got to get back into this field. Okay. What area of education were you in previous to moving over the, to the tech side again? I was working as a special education teacher, which also doubles as a case manager. So it was really two jobs merged into one. So I did a lot of work with students who typically had learning disabilities and just needed a little extra help and support to get them on the same page as the other students in the classroom. Very cool. Very cool. What did that transition look like? So you're, you're a special education teacher. You're doing case, uh, case work as well. And then you're at some point trying to figure out like, Hey, I think I want to get back into this. How did that transition take place? Like what kind of training did you, or did you already have the training necessary to do it? Did you have to kind of revamp your skill set? What, how did that take place? Yeah. So I think I, I did a Google search on how to become a web developer and it has pulled up, you know, hundreds of thousands of results, which was really overwhelming because you're trying to figure out, okay, this is what I'm interested in doing, but like, how do I fine tune it to, to what can be the most interesting for me. And so I ended up using a lot of resources like courses on Udemy, uh, Code Academy, uh, Team Treehouse. And I, I ended up 
focusing more on the front end side of web development. So I did a lot of studying on that, but it was really difficult finding jobs that, that, that I could qualify for interviews because I didn't have the experience that a lot of employers look for. And so someone was telling me about an opportunity at Method for a quality engineer. I didn't know anything about it, but I was curious to get my foot in the door. And once I learned more about the job, then it became more of a, not just get my foot in the door, but like, Hey, this is like a really cool opportunity. Maybe I will, you know, want to stick with this. And so that's how I, I got into quality engineering or test, test engineer, whatever you want to call it, the quality side of uh, technology. I'm interested to know what um, skills you picked up along the way when you were teaching and specifically, you know, special ed and case management that you feel are applicable to what you do today. So I will say taking the time to really understand the needs of who I'm working with helped out a lot because the students that I work with, they required more attention than other students in the classroom. So you had to really sit down and, and think about what areas were they struggling in and what type of strategies, what type of plan can we come up with in order to help them accomplish those goals. And so it allowed me to gain a deeper understanding of, of looking at the details and that helps out a lot when it comes to adding quality to your products and, and testing them thoroughly. Right. Just custom tailoring a solution to, to each particular problem, like understanding that problem and then custom tailoring, like, like we do a method. There's not a one size fits all. And I yeah. imagine this, you know, that definitely is applicable to education. So I could see how right. that would really help. Yeah. I think sometimes in what we do, there's a, you have to constantly fight the urge not to make assumptions about the solution which sounds like it could be easy to do that in the role that you had in education uh, until you really start to get under the, you know, get a couple layers in and start to realize this student has a whole different set of needs than maybe I would have originally thought they needed. Uh, just like a lot of our clients, like you can jump to the assumption that, oh, we've been down this road. We kind of know how to solve this problem. And then you start digging and you're like, oh no, this is not at all what we thought it was. Exactly. So, now, one of the reasons that we were super interested in getting you on the podcast is because you, you're doing a little bit of extra work than, than some of the folks here on top of your normal day-to-day -day workload. You've got a book getting ready to be published here coming up, right? Yeah, so the book is called Simplified Testing with React Testing Library. And so how the opportunity came about. Oh, now, hold, uh, hold on a second. What? We're going to rewind for all of the people who are not... <laughs> Please who do. are living in a, living okay. a life that doesn't do what you do. Say that one more time, because it took me a second to catch it. Say it one more time for us. So the book is titled Simplify Testing with React Testing Library. Gotcha. Okay. So what does that mean to those of us that do not speak your language? So when you're building websites, you typically use some type of tool in order to accomplish that. And there's this tool called React that allows you to build the user interface of websites and so the book that I wrote is a book that is targeted at testing applications built with React. Gotcha. Okay. So who is this? This is going to be targeting who? Like, is this going to be targeting the, the person with your level of experience, uh, the entry level, all the above? Where does that, who's the target audience? Where does that fall? Yeah. So really anyone that's looking for new ideas on how to approach testing applications. So this can be someone who is totally new to testing. It could be someone who has some experience, but they want to get a little deeper. And it could also be someone who has a lot of experience and they're just looking for a couple extra ideas on how to approach testing. 
And then you bang this thing out over like a long weekend, right? It was a quick, <laughs> it was a quick, write. Quick, write. Sit down at the computer, knock it out in a few hours. Yeah. Tell, yeah. tell us about the process, Scotty. <laughs> so, so yeah, I was approached back in, I think it was July of, of 2020. And the way the, the way the process went was we would come up with a outline of each chapter of what we want to talk about. And then from there, we'll talk about details, like what specifically do we want to talk about in each chapter, and then come up with code examples to support the content that we, that we want to talk about. And then from there, we start writing each chapter. So we'll write chapter one, and then I will submit that. And then I would get a lot of feedback from my content editors. I'll go back and change it. Once that's approved, then it goes to a technical editor and they would review the content and they would offer any suggestions. And then once we finally get through all that, then that chapter is, is published. And then we do the same pattern for each chapter until we're finished with the book. And wow. now you say you were approached. Um, I'm assuming that they didn't just say like, hey, here's a random guy. Um, yeah, that's let's what see I was if wondering. he wants to write a book on this very niche subject matter. Like how did, how did you get found in the first place? And, and who found you? I was just like, oh, here's an email uh, from, you know, LinkedIn. Hey, Scotty, write us a book. Yeah. 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 How, yeah. That yeah. So that was an interesting story. So I was approached by a producer from Pack Publishing and he approached me on LinkedIn. And of course, I'm at first thinking that, you know, this is just some random spam. Someone mm -hmm. messaging me talking about, hey, are you interested in writing a book? I almost didn't reply to the to the message. And for some reason, I just decided to check it out and see if it was really legit. And as we got to talking, I found out that, oh, this is a really a legit opportunity. And he said he found me on YouTube. Okay. And so what I did was when I was learning about React and how to test it using the React testing library, I thought it'd be a good idea for me to record some videos to help solidify my learning. And someone else out there might be interested in learning it and they, and they like the approach that I use to teach it that, you know, it could benefit someone else. Yeah. And so that's how I found me. That's awesome. Very cool. That is a cool story. So do you still do your YouTube channel? I still have it online. It's not as active at the moment because I spent so much time writing the book in addition to taking care of my new, my newborn son, but my plan is to get back on it and record more videos soon. So you're, awesome. you're writing a book, which you've never done before. Correct while also preparing for and having a newborn, a newborn child and doing your full-time job. Right. Exactly. Sounds like the easiest thing in the world to do. <laughs> When's the last time you've slept, Scotty? Uh, that's a good, that's a good question. Uh, it's hard for me to remember. I think last night I got a solid four hours of sleep if I remember correctly. Oh, that's so much fun. <laughs> that's so much fun. How old uh, is your baby? And tell us about him, her. So his name is Liam mm -hmm. and he is five months old now. Aw. Yeah. He's, he's a, he's a really good kid. I mean, he doesn't really cry a lot, but I mean, there are times when he gets really fussy and he'll wake up two or three o'clock in the morning and we just have to deal with it because we're working on his schedule at the moment. That's right. <laughs> it's amazing how tiny, how these tiny people wield so much power. Yeah. So Scotty, what is the, is there a, uh, an estimated publishing date? Do you have it that set yet? Yes. Yeah, so we're looking to publish it in the middle of May of this year. Okay. Okay. So it's coming up. So for the, for the folks listening, it may actually already be out because we, we won't be publishing this episode for, for a little bit longer. 
So if you're listening to this, go check out Scotty's book if uh, you are interested in React testing. And Scotty, where can they uh, find your book? So you can either go to the PACT website, and that's spelled P-A-C-K-T, or you can search for it on Amazon. Just type in simplified testing with React testing library and the results should pop right up. Well, how does it feel to be a published author and to have a book of your own on Amazon? How cool is that? It's a really great feeling because it's, it's something that you kind of think about doing, but not really sure if you could actually put something like that together, you know? Right. And when the opportunity came up, it was just like, this is a great time to just take on a challenge like that, you know, because I feel a little nervous about it. I don't know how some people will will take to it compared to others, but it's like, hey, just someone give me this opportunity. Why not take, yeah. take on the challenge? Well, and it's such a unique experience, too, because you hear so many stories about people who have the writing, trying to find somebody who will be willing to actually publish it. You kind of had the flip where somebody came to you and said, Hey, we think you can write this. Will you write this and we'll publish it? Like that's, that seems like, how could you pass that up? That's a great opportunity. And lucky for you, we've got, you know, with the thousands and thousands of listeners we have who are going to be streaming this podcast, those sales are just going to be flooding in just from you talking to us. So yeah. You're going to have a lot of book signings to do, but you get to just, you're joining a distinguished club of individuals at Method that are published authors. So kudos to you. Um, We'll have to have like some sort of authors club, maybe special jackets made for everyone with like little books, definitely book signings, you know, I'll work on the details, but uh, you'll definitely be there now. I like this yeah, idea. That sounds awesome. So Scotty, we like to ask everybody the same uh, couple questions uh, when they come on. And we believe that everybody is a nerd about something in their life. Okay. So for you, what would you say is your thing? What do you nerd out on? How does that to say the thing that I nerd out on is anything related to, to Marvel? To Marvel? The, okay. Yeah, the comic book series that... They turn into like to like it was like twenty movies they made total, and all the movies linked together. The Marvel universe is pretty impressive. It's vast, vast universe. Yeah, and I believe that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but when I first started here, I think you and I had a brief interaction, um, and the first thing that I learned about you was that you had dropped something crazy, like twenty five pounds or something, in order to fit into a Black Panther costume or something for Halloween. Oh, Am yeah. I getting this right? The Black Panther costume for Halloween. <laughs> yeah, I sure did. Yeah, I did uh, spend a, a a couple extra time in in the gym, you know, doing some some extra curls to to get in top shape to be in that suit. That's not that's not a role you take lightly. You know, you gotta you gotta put the work in to yeah. get that one. So of all the Marvel movies, which one is your favorite? Can you pick a favorite? That's really hard. Uh, it will, it will, I probably would say Infinity War. I have watched a lot of the movies prior to that one coming out, but there were a couple that I, that I skipped over. And then when I watched Infinity War, I was like, wow, I got to go back and watch all these other movies because there were some characters that I didn't know a whole lot about. And when I watched Infinity War, then that made me want to go back and just binge watch all the other movies over the weekend. Are you somebody who's into the deep into the universe? Like, are you just surface level? Like if they put a movie out, I'm going to learn about it. Or are you actually getting into the comics, going into the backstories, learning about the, the very nuanced, barely spoken of characters and trying to figure? Because it seems like every time I hear about a new Marvel movie, people have all kinds of theories about which characters are coming in and which 
version of the universe they're coming from. And it's just seems like uh-huh. you can go down some pretty deep rabbit holes with that subject. Yeah. I wouldn't say that I'm like super deep, but you know, when there's certain things that I find interesting, I, I do have moments where I spend tangents just going on YouTube or, or Googling to find more information about it and, and looking up videos and stuff. We talked about your favorite movie. Who would be your favorite Marvel character? Mm, that's another good question. I don't know you, if I would. You can say, top three us. Yeah. Yeah. Give us, give us a top three. Okay. I would say Black Panther. Of course, you know, I dress up like Black Panther for Halloween. Iron Man. He, he was just like the smartest one out of the whole group. And you know, he was the one always inventing the coolest gadgets to, to help him get through you know, different phases in the movies. And then I would say Captain America, because he was like the true leader of the Avengers. So those would be my top three. Okay. So Marvel comics like to nerd out on those. Is there, is there anything else that you'd say if Marvel's off the table for whatever reason, what's your next go-to nerdy activity? Um, I don't, I, re- I don't really know if it, if it qualifies as, as being in the nerd category, but I, I still like to work out and the stuff that I do now that you know, we've been in COVID quarantine for the past year. So I had to get creative and install some stuff in my garage. So what I have is a set of gymnastic rings and I have a, a, a rope and I have TRX bands all hanging from the ceiling in my garage. And I just make up workouts on the spot doing that stuff. I'm glad that came up because that was one of the things I wanted to ask you about. I know that you are, you know, really take your physical activities seriously and you've always been in really good shape. So I was curious how COVID like impacted that for you. So the gymnastics rings. Now, were you ever a gymnast? I was never a gymnast. I I, I did work out at a CrossFit gym for, I think, like two years. And that's where I learned about the benefits of using gymnastic rings. Okay. I always find it interesting when you talk to people, especially over COVID, it seems like everyone has their own tribe or their own sect of like workout people that they gravitate towards. And everyone uh-huh. thinks that everybody else is crazy for doing it. Who's your tribe? Where do you fit in? Yeah. So I had, I have the weights and then I've stopped using them. Now I use the X3 band. So it's all resistance bands now. Okay. Yeah. I'm all over the place, but I've tried running. I usually try it once until I forget how much I hated it the last yeah. time. And then yeah. I just wait another couple months until I think maybe this time will be different. I'm in that camp too. Yeah. I wish I, I, I want to love it. I want to love it. Now, Scotty, do you, are you a runner? Do you ever go out and. Yeah. My neighborhood has a, has a really nice layout. You have a lot of trails in our neighborhood that you can run on. And just the way that the, the, the streets are laid out, you can easily go out there and get a nice run. I used to do that a lot with my dog until he tore his ACL a few weeks ago. So. Oh no. Yeah, unfortunately, he's on the sideline now. What kind of dog do you have? Tell us about he, this puppy. He's a mixed breed. He's, he's 55 pounds, so he's a medium-sized dog. His, his name is Fred, by the way. That's a great dog name, Fred. I've, I've always been a fan of the human dog name like Kevin or Fred. He's a popular dog in the neighborhood, too, because sometimes we're out walking and people just randomly ride by in their cars and they stick their head at the window and be like, hey, Fred. And <laughs> I don't know who these people are, but they know who my dog is. How do you think because, that is? Scotty, how does that happen? <laughs> I have no idea. Fred must be like sneaking out and going out and meeting people whenever we're sleeping night or something. I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's how he tore his ACL. It's an interesting night in the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how it happened. You just woke up in the morning and there are bottles everywhere and your dog had a torn ACL. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, Scotty, you said you grew up in a small town. Where are you from? Where'd you grow up? 
I am from the great city of Lexington, North Carolina, home of the barbecue. Yeah, I've heard about this Lexington barbecue. What is your favorite place to eat barbecue in Lexington? I think there's a little bit of a turf war with the barbecue up there. Yeah, so there was this one place called Speedy's Barbecue that was almost walking distance from my house. And maybe I'm just biased because I ate there so much. But if if someone was coming to Lexington and wanted to go to the best place they can get barbecue, I would recommend to go to Speedy's Barbecue. And what was your go-to menu item there? What would you always order? I typically would keep it simple and just just say, give me a chopped barbecue sandwich with slaw on it. That's all I needed. It's got to be pulled pork on a bun with the slaw. Now I want barbecue. There you go. So who's your go-to when you're in Charlotte? If you need good barbecue, do you have one that can suitably replace the Lexington barbecue? That's a good question. There was this place in Valentine. I think it was called Midtown Barbecue. The Noble Smoke. It's pretty, mm. pretty tasty as well. If you've made it over there. Oh, I try them out. Yeah. Where... You'll definitely need to try that out. That place is fantastic. All right. So Scotty, we're, we're going, uh, we're almost out of time. So we want to we wrap up with some rapid fire questions and by we use rapid fire loosely. You've got some time to answer. <laughs> <No those. right. laughs> random. We should call it random fire, random fire questions because there it's just, it's all over the place. Yeah. You've got as much time as you want. We'll just keep asking them though. So, all right. All right. Zara, you want to kick us off? Sure. Scotty, when you were in high school or college, what was or what would have your superlative have been? Most likely to be a model. Okay. All right. I can see that. I can see that. A little fitness model action yeah. there. Not trying to toot my own horn, but this is just literally what I heard a lot when I was a kid. I, I hated it. I, did, I never liked the attention, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's mine- tough cards you've been dealt, Scotty. Mine was penmanship, so we were very different uh, in school, clearly. Yours was what? Yeah. Mine was penmanship. Penman. <laughs> <laughs> I won't so, talk about mine. So, Scotty, uh, <laughs> let's see. If you could go back to any place and or any time, travel back to any place at any time, where would you go and why? That's a good question. I think I would travel back to like the 1960s, you know, you know, back when, you know, being a hippie was really popular. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be a cool time to experience like, like go to Woodstock and see Jimi Hendrix play. Cause he was always one of my favorite guitarists. Now, would you want to go back in time so that you could be a hippie or so that you could watch what was happening at that time with all the hippies? I, I think I would go back so I could do a little bit of both. There you go. Okay. Be okay. a hippie and watch, watch the different things going on. Yeah. You mentioned Jimi Hendrix being one of your, your favorite guitarists. If you are road tripping, you and your wife and your son are heading out somewhere, actually maybe just you and your wife so you can really like lay it down and have fun. What kind of music are you listening to as you're driving down the road? We typically listen to some combination of, of like rap or, or R&B. Okay. My wife, she's from up north. And so some stuff that I might listen to, like I, I have a, a side of me that like listen to rock music and uh, that's not really her cup of tea. So I got to yeah. listen to something that, you know, all parties involved, mainly mostly her would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> smart man, Scotty, so smart man. Who's the go-to? Who's the go-to artist? If you, if you had to put a playlist on from this one person that you know both sides will be satisfied with, who would it be? Both of us like listening to Drake. Okay. Yeah, can't go, go. can't go wrong with him. What is your spirit animal, Scotty? My spirit animal. Yes, if you had to pick an animal that represented 
your true self, what would that animal be? I want to say a cheetah. Okay. But it doesn't necessarily represent who I am now. Cause I used to, to run a lot whenever I was younger, but I'm not as fast as I used to be. Um, you know, Maybe I a got black a lot panther, of... still a large cat. Yeah. Quite as fast as a cheetah. So we've gone from <laughs> cheetah and morphed into a black panther. It's a spirit animal. So it could be maybe even a combination of the two. Yeah. So let's, let's go with that. The black panther. I think that'd be a good fit for me. Okay. Okay. So Scotty, you're back in the sixties. You've already seen Jimi Hendrix play at Woodstock, but you get a chance to see one other musician play. Who would it be? I would probably want to see Led Zeppelin mm. back when they were really young and just getting started. That's a good call. I like that. Yeah. One. Scotty, we really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to sit down with us. It was great getting a chance to talk with you. Yeah, it was fun. All right, Scrump Master. Be good out there. Have fun. Do you need more method in your life? Follow us on social. And don't forget to check out our monthly tech talks. We would love for you to be a part of those. Until next time, don't forget to stay nerdy.